Hi everybody, welcome to 2019. Legends of the Internet is here on this wonderful new year. Hopefully all of you enjoyed your New Year's holiday. I know I searched channel somebody re-uploaded it. Um, he was just asking to be caught because what he did was there was like a certain point of the night where he goes into like, I don't know what the store was. I guess it was like a Sears, JCPenney's type place. And he just went went onto one of the beds. He's like, I'm going to set an alarm for 5 a.m. And I'm just going to wake up then. And he woke up to a security guard right over him. Well, of course. Of course. I mean, these those security guards, they come in really early. They're just to get to, just to get the, the malls all ready to go. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah, I... I, I I would love to know, like, have you been able to find out why exactly he chose to do this? The 24-hour challenges? Um, yes. This is what I suspect, because um, as we go through this, you're really going to see a pattern here. I feel like he takes whatever is the cool thing to do at the time, and he just tries to capitalize on it. Okay, so he's an entrepreneur, so to yes. speak. Okay, because as is the ways of the entrepreneur, you try to go for whatever is the most relevant at the time in order to make a profit. If you're ever deciding to get into that line of business, or if you're just seeing like, oh, this is a quick way to get a quick buck, as they mm -hmm. as they would say in the in the business world. A get-rich-quick scheme, but not necessarily a scheme, more like a get quick uh, get rich quick entertainment uh value to it as well because there is a market for this to believe it or not there are people that do like the idea of like breaking laws and breaking rules because if you've seen people that are into serial killing epi uh television series or the behind behind the serial killer like you see on netflix um mm -hmm. there's targets throughout there too there's a target audience for almost anything out there including some offensive jokes on, that you would see on the internet. So, you know, he's reaching to a niche audience, but at the same time, that niche audience got him pretty substantial money, I would assume. Well, he's, you know, right before the episode, I saw he's almost at 3 million subscribers. Um, mm -hmm. So he's got a golden play button already. Yes. I, I actually have my suspicions that most of his audience are, like, teenagers. So we know... That I mean, I've always thought that one of the easiest ways to get followers is make content that is geared toward teenagers because who has the most time to go on the internet and look at this stuff? Oh, yeah. McJuggernuggets even said that. Like, you want to make the most money? Cater to kids. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to do. Uh, so, I mean, let's keep this J Station train rolling, shall we? So, after the mall on October 10th, 2016 well by the way september 9th was the earliest that uh justin was able to find so about a month later he's playing an xbox one in a mcdonald's and not only does he get kicked out but uh, the manager threatened to call the police on him yeah because he um he had his xbox one and he plugged it into one of the tvs in there and you know of course obviously you can't do that um and, of course, the manager's like, well, you need to go. I mean, he even tried did he to... Put up, did, did he put up a fight? <laughs> it, yeah, that's the thing. I was actually going to say that 
with the first manager who threatened to call the police. Um, he had said, um, you know, but he was going to buy some food because I guess when you buy food, you can do whatever the hell you want. But And then now the second half of the video, I it almost looked like he went to a different McDonald's. But the same thing. Oh, but they, but they edited the footage together to make it seem like it was one McDonald's restaurant. Yes, actually, there's something I will bring up when we talk about the drama about Aldo's World that is somewhat related to this. But um, it looked like he went to another McDonald's, and um, this another manager said, "Hey, you need to leave." And he tried to say that he was famous on YouTube and he could be the manager could be in the video if he wanted to, which I mean. He was in the video, but obviously not by consent. Yeah, because it seems like from that statement that you just said, this is a mix of I'm above the law or I can do whatever I want because I'm a celebrity, which uh, there are some people that are saying just because you're on YouTube doesn't mean you're a celebrity. But then again, I don't think they're understanding exactly what it means to have millions of subscribers on an Internet-based platform. Uh, so I would tend to disagree with those people. I mean, yes, there are millions of fans out there that watch them, just like there are millions of fans of celebrities in Hollywood. So don't get your don't get don't get twisted. The internet's a, pow a powerful tool, but because of his celebrity status, he felt he was above the law. But he was also trying to bribe and say, "Hey, you can be in this without in this video too, and you can gain notoriety for actually appearing in this video, and people will love you and come to your restaurant." Seems like that. Not saying that's a hundred percent accurate, so don't say that I'm just sitting here like spouting factual stuff. But that's just the way that it comes off to me, at least when I see that. Basically. Okay. I'm kind of worried about that if that's the case. You know, and that's actually one type of video I can't stand. I don't know why it's a trend where, like, these guys, like, they like to go into places like Starbucks and GameStop and all these places and, like, do, like, prank calls or, like, prank the employees there. I'm like, listen, these people have hard enough jobs without you coming in there and being a jerk for views. Well, I mean, prank calls could be done right as long as it's done without any malice or intent to harm any other business i mean they used mm -hmm. to do prank calls on the radio all the time and they were done out of pure entertainment value and i think the people that were even pranked they they found out at the end that they were being pranked and they were like oh my god i'm so relieved but this is just oh yeah and usually i feel like there was like a prize involved or something like that Oh, yeah. Sometimes they would get prizes for uh, holding on to the prank at all. I mean, there's that infamous John Cena prank call that took the rounds of the Internet for four years and became an instant meme. So oh, yeah. there's that. That's a that's a prime example of that. But knowing knowing Jay here, I mean, even two weeks later, October 27, 2016, he says that he's going that his 24 hour challenges have to stop because Police were notified of his challenges, and there, that was a result of being on all the local news stations that he lives in. Mm -hmm. uh, and despite claiming not wanted to risk freedom, he still continued to do those challenges. Oh, yeah. I mean, regardless of all the I publicity the he got. I think the reason he kept doing them is he's like, I'm making money, so it's worth it if I can get away. I even saw a quote for him saying, like, I'm not really into doing this, but I'm doing it because the money's good. No, he was. I was gonna say, um, it's it's always been about the money. If he wasn't making any money, he wouldn't do them. Yeah, 
I mean, it's kind of the he's kind of like the opposite of what Joji, uh, Filthy Frank, uh, did. Uh, if you haven't seen what uh, if you haven't seen that episode of Filthy Frank from last season, please do take a gander at it. Uh, but just to give you a little short thing, Filthy Frank ended up not liking the content that he was doing. So you know what? He stepped aside and said, I'm retiring this character and I'm going to focus on something else, something that's beneficial to me and my health. But it seems that if this guy, Jay, did not enjoy what he was doing, then I'm surprised he just kept doing it. Even if it was for money, I mean, money is not going to bring you total mental happiness at all, and it ultimately, it's ultimately, it's ultimately going to do some. It's it's obviously going to do things to you. Money warps people's minds in a lot of ways. Oh, it does. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, the twenty-four hour challenges. Yeah, he he actually did a couple update videos throughout his channel's careers where he's like, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. But, I mean, oh, and then, of course, there's always the hashtag not clickbait, which we all know what that means. It totally is clickbait. Yeah, it's usually if it's the – usually – what what do they call those? Um, oh, God, what are they – reverse psychology type of deals? Pretty much, yeah. where people actually Where people actually think like, oh, hey, it's the opposite of what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I could be totally wrong. So don't – like I said, don't quote me on that for whatever reason. Uh, November 13th, so this is after all the publicity happened on his local news stations and everyone found out who he was through television. He transcended from the internet to television. But on November 13th, he did a 24-hour challenge in a stranger's house. Now, this is, I think, the same stranger's house that ended up becoming a hoax and they ended up getting permission from the homeowner to actually be in there. Oh, he did. Right? It was all or, staged. Yeah. So this one was staged. This one was totally fine. He got the consent from somebody that actually owned the place. Like, hey, yeah, do a fake, uh, do a fake, uh, do a fake thing. Which, by the way, let me say this right now. If Jay actually had gotten permission from these people beforehand and made it its own storyline, I wouldn't have a problem with it whatsoever. It's just an entertaining thing. It's not based in reality. You're playing a character. You're putting up a setting, and you're just doing this for... You're telling, like, a basic story because you got consent from the people that own your place. You're portraying a character, and now you're just doing things that you could have just scripted. And then there you go. You got something right there. I mean, that's that's what all our Hollywood movies are. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think his fans would have had a problem with it either because it's still entertaining. Yeah. It's just like, what wacky things can Jay do next? So this one got the media attention because it just happened to be a homeowner's house, which... I know people get very upset when they see thefts on the news. I worked in the news for five years, and anytime there was a th uh, a house robbery, people got very upset, and they would hire and they would try to buy uh, new security systems. I mean, that thing spreads like wildfire, especially if the perpetrator doesn't get caught. So, yes, I can understand the panic in people when they when they saw this on the news, but when they found out it was just a hoax, it, I think. The agitation must have gone through the roof for the people watching at home. Like, oh, this is just for a prank? This is just, like, for fun? People sometimes, – sometimes they don't – sometimes people just don't get other people's sense of humor. Even if that sense of humor is is except, is funny to a one audience, it's not funny to another audience. So you always got to be careful of what types of humor that you use around certain people. 
Um, yeah. But this just happened to get on both sides. Yeah, and I, I think really the only people who are finding that funny was, like I said, the teenagers, the high school kids. Yeah, because like we said before, they that's a that's an audience that likes that type of stuff. But then they grow out of it eventually. I mean, oh, they they're do. not going to be the same. Yeah, they're not going to be that. They're not going to have the same sense of humor when they get older. Trust me. As you get older, your tastes change all the time. Oh, I cringe at some of the stuff I used to find funny. Yes, I mean you're. I mean you're like the oldest uh, co-host out of our entire Legends uh, series. I'm 32, so. Yeah, you're get. Yeah, you're like in your early 30s. I'm in my late 20s, and I'm not the same. Like in terms of like my style of things that I like. But anyway, mm. I digress. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go into November 22nd. So this is almost around Thanksgiving time. He attempted to do. Another 24-hour challenge in a mall, but he went to a different mall this time. Because if you went to the same mall again, I mean, shame on me for believing that you were going <laughs> to, for not changing it. But uh, he had no problems. He actually got away scot-free with it, mm-hmm. which, uh, which, is, which I will say, you know, props for actually doing it and then getting out and getting away with it. I mean, I, <laughs> what can I say at that point? You got in, you got out, no problems. Hey, I mean, you would be considered a legend in some stages. Did you hear about this Jay guy? He just went in, went in the mall, slept there, and then got out with nobody finding out. Wow, the man's a beast. Now, I'm going to, of course, I'm I'm not a fan of this guy just because I think he's a jerk, but I will admit I did see this 24-hour challenge, and it was actually kind of entertaining it was, was kind of like the survival horror aspect where it's like, oh, is he going to get caught? Yeah. That's always the that's always the question in every J Station 24-hour challenge video. Is he going to get caught? Mm-hmm. That's a, that should just be trailer moments for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever does trailers, but if he did, he should do them like in movie style. <laughs> if he ever decided to get into that realm. But two days later, November 24th, getting closer to Thanksgiving, uh, he made a video where he mentioned that because of all the media attention and getting five counts of trespassing on his record, his channel has been demonetized, so he can no longer make money off of his original channel, so he had to make another YouTube channel and start from scratch. Yeah, I, I remember this video, and you know, something I found really funny about it is to try to get his channel back, he said, contact h3h3 contact drama alert and i'm like drama alert i think would make a video about it but it's not going to be to help you it's for content for their channel and yeah uh, and h3h3 i'm like dude not only would they make fun of people like you but they even made a video satirizing the 24-hour challenge people yeah so i obviously these people are I mean, they could be. I mean, they could be doing satire, but still like the guy. I'm not saying that because they do satire that they don't have to not like him. I mean, people make fun of each other all the time. But I mean, obviously, as we'll get further in with the Keemstar issue, I mean, yeah, he was not going to help him in any stretch of the imagination. Even if he found mm-hmm. out what he did, it was which was actually this year, by the way. So this is like all the stuff that we're going to reveal at the end is pretty. Uh, new in terms of the the time that we recorded this because the because for those of you who don't know this is a recorded video that we have done months before this uh episode even came out so 
Sorry, that's not live this time around, but due to circumstances, we had to do it this way, uh, mm-hmm. just to let you guys know again. But so he's got his own. He's got a second channel. So which made me think if people already knew that his video, his channel was going to get demonetized when he made the second channel. Did he did he not wonder, oh, are they going to demonetize this one because people already know who I am? And uh, they know that I'm just trying to get through get through another ways of trying to trying to get back into the money realm. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, he I'm has wondering. so many subscribers. I mean, he's got almost three million. So I feel like, I mean, obviously, if he's doing illegal stuff, I mean, YouTube doesn't really have much of a choice. But it would be like, okay, like uh, when James Rolfe lost his channel, you know, he got it back. You know, yes. but he has a lot of subscribers, whereas if you or I lost our channels, we'd be in trouble. Like, we would have to start from scratch. Because we well, don't make YouTube that kind of money. No, at least not yet. No, not yet. No, but we're, well, you know, we'll as Gary V would say, as Gary V would say, patience is the key to success. It is. But... Two days after Christmas, December 27th of 2016, Jay does another overnight challenge involving Aldo's World. Aldo's World made a video exposing Jay Station through text about staging his overnight challenges after Jay Station called Aldo's World fake. One of those 24-hour challenges that Aldo's World talks about is his uh, challenge at Dairy Queen, where the manager, uh, who is a friend of Aldo's, allowed him to film in there. So he got permission from a manager that happened to be friends with Aldo and exposed them because of it. Is practically what we're getting from this. Yes. Okay. But Jay Station and his friends are seen spitting into trash cans and trashing the place. The video goes viral, but Dairy Queen HQ threatened to shut down the store. And with good reason. Because Uh, A... it was uh, it was bad. I mean, having having worked in restaurants, oh, it was a health inspector nightmare. Like they were the way they were like eating the food too. That yeah, was disgusting. And granted, even if they got the permission from the manager, he should not have the right to give them that permission in the first place because that manager is owned by a corporation that makes food. That could shut down if they find out that their products are being used incorrectly. Or if somebody technically gets permission to come in after hours. Usually when a store closes, it closes for good and nobody else is allowed to go in there. Mm -hmm. And you can't expose another person's business doing that. No, and especially with the way a lot of corporations are with your social media presence. Oh, yeah. I mean, companies have every right to do what they want with their own corporations and companies. If they if they if they if they find out what you do, they have every right to shut down that part of your the that part of the store out of the hundreds that they have. But like Aldo's World I know texted Jay and he was like, Hey, my friend is gonna lose his store. I need you to take that video down because Aldo's World felt bad that his friend did a favor for him and now he was in trouble for it, which rightfully so. But Jay Station was basically just kinda like, Oh, well not my problem. Oh, which is not going to be beneficial to you in the future. Let's just put that out there right now. 
No. I mean, he's he would have to pay the consequences for that because if so, if if there's a, a general concern from somebody that knows you and says, "Hey, listen, this guy could end up losing his job and he may not it might be very difficult for him to find a job in the future considering who you are, what you have done, and now that's going to be exposed for everybody to see. I mean, that's going to be on a background check, okay? That could be ruining this guy's career forever. And if you said, well, that's not my problem, I mean, that doesn't make you out to be a nice guy. And that's another thing that that you need to understand is the 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 nicer you are, the better off you're going to make it on anywhere. doesn't matter what job you have. Even if you're doing YouTube, if, you're, if you use your niceness to get around uh, the entire Internet, you'll be fine. I mean, it's something like this that Jay's doing is not it was not beneficial to him whatsoever, and he needs to understand that. And if he did understand that, which uh, his history is going to be showing, uh, he hasn't. But anyway, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, just look at some YouTubers where their kindness really has done well for them, like James Rolfe, since we just mentioned him. One of the nicest guys ever, and I feel like that's really helped him out. And, you know, the other thing I've always thought about is you really should, especially if you're trying to be a public figure, you really do want to try to be nice to everybody. I feel just because you don't know who that person is going to be or what they may bring yeah. up years down the road. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you should do it because they might threaten you in the future. That's not what I'm – I don't think that's what we should be trying to say. Oh, and I'm not trying but, to say that either. Okay, good. Because, I mean, yes, I mean, you don't have no idea what they will do in the future. I mean, they may become more successful than you. They might get on a higher platform. But, hey, I mean, if you stay, I mean, if you say congrats, I'm proud of you and all that stuff. I mean, yes, that is really beneficial to you because they will remember you for helping them out. And then they will try to help you out as much as possible. Help me help you. That kind of deal. It works in any form of life. It works in any form of business. Uh, and the fact that he's just deciding to just be for himself or, or just focusing on himself and not focusing on anybody else, then uh, obviously he, he deserves to be in the spot he, is, he needs to be because that's a form of weakness as far as I'm concerned. It is. Well, I guess an, an immediate example I was kind of getting to with my example so we don't think I'm saying be nice to everybody or you'll be threatened. Um, yeah, I remember reading that uh, George Lopez met some comedian. I can't remember the other comedian's name, but he met him when he was 13, and he refused to shake uh, George's hand. So years later, uh, they had a chance to work together and make a lot of money. And George Lopez goes, he wouldn't even shake my hand when I was 13. Why do I want to work with him now? Because yeah. George, George, I think, became a bigger comedian. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yes. George is. Uh, George had his own talk show, for crying out loud. Yeah, he, he had it. Yeah, and his own sitcom. I mean, that just goes to show you just how successful George Lopez was, and very funny at the and the in his stand-up oh, stuff. So yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, just just goes to show. Um, that just goes to show you that if you're nice, you get stuff. If you don't, you end up like Jay. And for all of and if any there and if there's any Jay fans out there, look, I understand that you're gonna try to defend him as much as possible, and I get that. 
this is not, I mean, he, sh I mean, you could probably say he doesn't have to worry about anybody else. He has to focus on himself. Yes, in some aspects, yes, you do need to look out for yourself a lot of times. There is a form of selfishness that needs to happen, especially when it comes to business. Sometimes being in a team playing event is not beneficial, especially if you're security or your financial worries are on the line here. That's, I think, the only time that you have to worry. Or if you're trying to get a job and there's like a dozen applicants, you got to put yourself in a selfish position to make sure that you get to the top and you're the guy that they eventually hire. In some ways, yes, it does. But for in this situation, these are two entrepreneurial guys that are just trying to get their channels up and running. But if you work together, that helps you out because Aldo could have looked at Jay and said, wow, you know, that guy took down his video, stood up and said, okay, it had a backbone to say, okay, this is not good. I should take it down. And then Aldo would remember that and then maybe they would actually collaborate on something in the future. Maybe, maybe Aldo could have helped Jay get out of that rut where he said, I don't feel like doing these challenges anymore. I feel like I want to mm -hmm. get out and do something else. Aldo could have helped him with that. I'm just saying, there could have been a many window of opportunities out there. Oh, and the bit that I said was going to be relevant when we talked about Aldo's world. So remember when I mm -hmm. said it looked like two different McDonald's? Um, yes. Aldo's world was able to prove that the 24-hour mall challenge, not only was the mall 24 hour a 24-hour mall, but it was two different malls he filmed in. And he blended them all into one video where it seemed like two, like one big mall. Basically, yes. Hmm. And did, how did people pick up on that right away? Because how did was Aldo just like, oh, I know these two malls, and I know that these are well, totally different. Why I is he putting them? I think they live them? nearby to each other. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, that would be really be beneficial, especially if you live in the area and you go, wait a minute, that's not the same mall. There's not an Fye in this mall. You must have gone to a different one. Yeah, exactly. And I don't. Don't quote me on this, but when I saw the video, like Jay's original video, I think I had seen where someone in the comment section said, like, a security guard clearly looks right at Jay and doesn't do anything. Really? Interesting. Mm -hmm. So if that's true, I mean, well, it's 24-hour mall, so I'm sure they probably just thought, oh, he, whatever, he's just there walking around. <laughs> okay, as long as he's just walking around not bothering anybody and not really doing anything, and as long as he leaves the premises, then yes. That's mm -hmm. totally fine. I mean, you shouldn't just harp on the guy for like, halt, you can't go around here. I mean, he has not. it's not like he's being banned from a mall. Exactly. Just because he's walking through it. Uh, so let's get into, so let's get out of the whole Aldo thing, and let's go into 2017. We're mm -hmm. going to be in April now. Uh, so April 13th, Jay Station's last video on his original channel. He claims the FBI is chasing after him. Oh, now this... This was probably the dumbest lie ever. Even I'm like, please tell me your fans don't believe this because if the FBI was really chasing after you, well, for one, they're going to find you. They're the FBI. Um, yeah. Two, then tell me how you got to go to Japan. You got to go to the United States. And second, Yeah, you do have to go through a border patrol. <laughs> if the CIA or the FBI is looking for you, you are going to get the hell off social media. Ugh. Yeah, trust me, people. There, when they when they investigate you, they know exactly where they know exactly about everything that you've done you know, over the course of your computer life. All right, so they will even if you, even if you get off all those sites. I mean, they will probably check your last known location, and they'll 
Talk to witnesses. They will, trust me, they will find you. They're not, they don't play around those guys. So if you feel like they were chasing after you, they would have already gone after you. Unless, of course, they felt like there was no need to investigate anything, which a lot of times the, there's some things where they don't investigate because they feel like it's not worth an FBI investigation. Mm-hmm. Like Jay's case, for example. But to say that they're going after him, I mean, what what was he going to gain by saying that? It's not like legions of people are going to protect him from the FBI, okay? No. The FBI is a lot more powerful than a, a group of common citizens. I mean, like I, like I said, if the FBI wants you, they, they will have you. In fact, he wouldn't have even had time to make that video. No. In fact, they probably would have seen him making it as it was going on, and they would have probably just knocked on his door and said, FBI, open up. Mm-hmm. And they would have been like, see, see, I told you. He probably would have been doing it live as it was going on, but then they would have, uh, they would have obviously turned it off right mm-hmm. away. Uh, so he continues doing these twenty-four hour challenge videos uh, on his new channel. I am J Station, or I'm, I should say. I'm not. I am. I'm. Uh, but he also starts doing prank videos at the same time. Now, this one did not make a lot of sense to me doing prank videos, because I feel like by the time he was doing prank videos, I mean, obviously people still do prank videos, but I don't think it was the hot meme like it was, say, in, like, 2010. But, I mean, I'm sure he did it, because, I mean, like I said, the, I'm sure his target audience, or at least who I assume is his target audience, would probably eat it up anyway. Yeah, I mean, take a look at... at I mean, Juggernuggets does prank videos, and this was around the time that... Uh, the prank that he was doing more of the prank videos uh, uh Jesse Ridgeway. I mean this was after the psycho series ended and he was doing some prank videos along the side. Jay probably looked at that and said, "Well, these are current trends or he could have been looking at other prank videos and says, "Well, here's a current trend. Let's keep going at that." Again, the entrepreneurial spirit. You look at what's popular at that point and you roll with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, something else that was kind of related to the prank videos that I didn't I forgot to put in the notes. He did a couple videos. I don't know if he was trying to turn it into a series or whatnot, but he was trying to do videos of cooking inside places. Like, he did one where, like, he cooked a lobster inside a library and, like, <laughs> made eggs and bacon inside a Walmart. And at the same time, especially the eggs and bacon in Walmart, I'm like, how did nobody see this? I, I, guess, I guess it's just, like, at this point, after so many, it's like, oh, all right, just fine, whatever. It's that sort. It's like it. Some Mar- Greg Sestero brought this up when he was talking about Tommy. It's like Tommy was doing like so many outlandish things that people were just like, yeah, fine, do whatever you want. I think it's kind of like the same thing with this. The challenges have been coming rampant every so now and then. That the this like his newest stuff, like they're just like, oh, okay, fine, do whatever you want. Now, he did one where it was like cooking in McDonald's, and according to him anyway, he said the manager said, that's fine, just don't burn down my store. That the, the manager has no right to make those decisions. Nope. I, don't think, I don't think the managers even understand that, because McDonald's could come down on them if anything happens to that location. And that, that's the thing with working with big corporations. The district manager and... Um, like, the owners, they always show up when you least expect them. And usually it's when you're in trouble. Oh, yes. they Or, or if they're doing, like, their uh, surprise uh, inspections. Yeah. So, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing that, managers of the world. 
you got to be wary of the people that you work for. And unless, of course, you own the entire place yourself, then, of course, you have you could do whatever the hell you want with it. Especially if you bought the place and it's like your property, then yes. But if it's somebody else's property, no. You have no right to, you know, give permission to go on somebody else's property and do that. That's like saying, okay, Justin, listen, uh, I own the Brooklyn Bridge and I will let you do whatever you want to it. And I ha you have my permission to take the Brooklyn Bridge and just tarnish it. Do whatever you want. If you want to bring your wife and your kid and let them uh, sleep on one of the rafters, then by all means do so. Uh, if you want to hang your laundry up by the, uh, by, the, by, the, um, by the side, yeah, by all means do it. If you want to stop traffic in the middle of the road because you want to sleep, yeah, yeah by all means do it. No. That, I would have gotten arrested for that, and you would have too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Bergen. saying that that the Brooklyn, not saying that the Brooklyn Bridge and the McDonald's are the same in terms of like a crime, but I'm just saying that it's an example of like okay, it's a disturbance. Yeah, it's a disturbance. Uh, but let's get into May fifth. So he starts doing paranormal and three a.m. challenge videos. So I was talking about earlier about the whole paranormal thing. We'll get to that when we get to the Keemstar situation. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up really quick. But go ahead, Justin. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. Now, once again, it's probably because I'm not a 15-year-old kid on YouTube. I didn't even know these paranormal challenges were ever a thing. Like these 3 a.m. challenges. Oh, yeah. I, I Well, because of, the, because of my fan base... I found out about these 3 a.m. challenges, and they were talking about them constantly. Uh, and I had no idea they were until they actually told me, because I'm a normie, and a lot of normies don't know these type of things. Yeah, but, I mean, this this is nuts. It looks like he's posting, like, twice a day. There's so many of these 3 a.m. challenges. Oh, yeah. They're, these, they're crazy, like, just how many how much popular it is. And that goes along with the whole Patrick Star meme. Oh, boy, 3 a.m. Yeah. Jeez, I used to get up at 3 a.m. every day for five years. <laughs> there was no challenge in that. I'll just say that right now. But, um, yeah, they're not really my forte. I took a look at them, and I'm not really that. Look, I'm not, look I think... I think the whole paranormal thing is a, is a crock in and of itself, but that's just my opinion. I mean, people get entertained by it. I mean, the the the, the amount of paranormal shows out there. Even the Irate Gamer has a paranormal show. There's an audience out there for it, and if mm. people want to invest, if people want to watch that, then by all means, you're an American. Go ahead and watch it. I'm not gonna watch it, so there you go. That's that's my uh, thing on it. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I mean. Entertainment is entertainment as long as it's not like hurting anyone or disturbing anything. By all means, knock yourself out. All right, so let's get uh, let's get further into this. Uh -huh. uh, we got uh, January of uh, this uh, 2018. So for anybody, this is probably about a year ago. Uh, no specific date, but it's January of last year. So J-Station buys a ticket to Japan the same day Logan Paul is in hot water for filming a dead guy in the suicide forest and doing videos, doing challenges and other videos in the forest. The same um, day that the whole Logan Paul controversy happened. Yeah, because when Logan Paul got in trouble, I think it was like the 1st or the 2nd of January, so it's been about a year. Oh yeah, it was fairly recent because I remember the day that we did a Legends episode on Darkside Phil... 
people were asking me, oh my God, did you hear about Logan Paul? And I said, I had no idea. And then I said, okay, well, we're going to have to do an impromptu episode on that. Uh, so yes, this was around the same time. This was around January. Uh, but Keemstar, who we also talked about on this show, he made a tweet calling J Station out for doing an overnight challenge in the suicide force with a dead body in the thumbnail. The video ended up getting flagged with J Station replying to Keemstar 20 times. And Keemstar replied, and I quote, Listen, fool, J Station, you claimed I'm a leech, right? You're, on t you're an untalented creative ass was so desperate for views that you had to leech off of the Logan Paul Suicide Forest vid. And if my fans did flag your vid, then you running your bitch-ass mouth will not help you in the future, end quote. I thought that was great when I read that quote from Keemstar. Um, <laughs> yeah, calling him out on it, calling him out. Man, that's what you have to do in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Because, now also, for those of you that did, well, especially because the video's been taken down, um, now, J Station's video was not like Logan Paul's in the sense where Logan Paul's, that actually was a dead body in the thumbnail. With J Station, he was like a stock photo and was like posing with it in the thumbnail. That, see, that's what I mean when I say I think he knows what he's doing. I think he goes for whatever the popular trend is, no matter how much he has to push the envelope, you know, to get that YouTube money. Yeah. And we talked about this in the Logan Paul uh, episode already. So, um, if you want to, if you want to know like stuff about that and that whole that whole audience thing, then go go to that video. And we're not going to go over it here because we've already talked about it already. But uh, this is this wouldn't be the first time that Keemstar actually called him out on something because in August, uh, September of this year, actually, uh, actually of last year, September tenth of twenty eighteen. So I got an article from Dexerto.com with an article entitled Keemstar and Adam-22 Expose IMJ Station for Exploiting Mac Miller's Death. So here's what the article says, and I quote, In the video, J Station creates a shrine for Mac Miller and attempts to contact him via a spirit box. Spirit boxes, or electronic voice phenomenon devices, are technologies commonly used in ghost hunting that use white noise and radio frequencies for spirits to speak through. Uh, J-Station then connected the spirit box to a Bluetooth speaker and asked Miller's spirit to communicate with him. He captioned any forthcoming answers from the machine, translating incomprehensible audio into statements such as, Do you like me? And they know you. Adam, Adam22, Grand Mason, host of the No Jumper podcast, made a reaction video to the ghost hunting and had nothing good to say about it. He criticized J Station for exploiting Miller's death to get views, as well as scoffed at J Station's fans who readily believe the spiritual communications. Uh, YouTuber Keemstar, host of Drama Alert, had a similar reaction to the video. J Station wasn't the only one guilty of exploiting Miller's passing either. Keemstar likewise criticized Michael McGruden, a YouTuber who regularly creates after-they-were-gone videos quickly falling celebrity deaths. So, Mac Miller passed away on September 7th of a drug overdose at 26 years old. He was a very well-known artist. A lot of people loved him. And, um, and for anybody out there, uh, 
we were talking about the paranormal stuff, and here's the reason why I'm not a really big fan of this paranormal stuff. And this is sort of part of the monologue that I'm going to put near the end of the video, but exploiting something for a profit, I mean, this is not the first time that a YouTuber has done it. This is going all the way back to 2010. People, there was people, there was an, an, an Olympic athlete that was uh, scared of doing, um, that was doing afraid of doing luging because one of the turns looked pretty scary and was didn't think he was safe. And the athlete ended up doing it and then ran off course and eventually died. Uh, but people were exploiting his death, putting thumbnails and putting clickbait titles. But it would just show the when it just showed the person that made the video just talking about it. And then people called him out on it. And he said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to exploit it for profit. I was just trying to be a reporter. And not very good reporting at that. And then they took it down. But mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be the first and it wasn't going to be the last time. And, I mean, it's the same deal with psychics too. I mean, psychics exploit people, I mean, for, you know, deaths of family members. And South Park did a whole episode on it. Penn and Teller did a whole episode on psychics. It's not. It's not a very. It's not a. It's a profitable business, but it's a business that comes with a lot of douchebaggery. And very douchebaggery. And with Jay here, he's practically doing the same thing in the form of a YouTube thing, exploit, making a trying to get something out of somebody's death when there's family members grieving, there's friends grieving, there's fans grieving. I mean, I know that audience does not even care one lick about who Mac Miller is, and if they do, they probably don't get the human side of him. But it's 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 just disgusting, and it, I don't approve of that whatsoever. Uh, neither do I. I mean, it's kind of like what we said about the body in our Logan Paul episode, where I mean, can you just imagine being his family member and seeing somebody capitalizing? on his death like i would be livid if someone did that to one of my family members or friends oh yeah and i wouldn't blame you for having that reaction and the thing that i think one of the things that he was saying about it was so it's like well this is this is for the entertainment of my fans which yes there are like we kept like we keep saying there are fans of this particular kind of stuff but you have to also understand that there's a whole other group of people that will look at this and think that you're a douchebag. So you've got to understand the type of entertainment you do is not going to be universally loved. There's a niche, and if you like, and if you want to keep sticking in that niche, and then say, hey, I'm doing this for them, I'm not doing this for everybody else, Get, leave me alone, let me do my thing. It's not like he's committing a crime or whatever. Let's just put that out there. He's not committing a crime by any means of this imagination. But just know that there are going to be people out there that are not going to agree with you whatsoever. And that also leaves a reputation out there for people to see on the wider range of the internet and uh, television. So they will have an opinion of you. And whether what you decide to deal with, how to deal with that opinion is up to you. And as far as I know, he decided to say, leave me alone. I'm going to do the hell whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I know you guys talked about this in the Elsagate video, where the Bradberries were doing the, the Spider-Man Elsa stuff, and yeah, I think they were just doing it for money, but at the same time, yeah. you gotta think, I'm exploiting children by making that kind of content, is that really worth making money off of? And I feel it, like yeah, with the... Jay, it, you have to say, is this really 
Is exploiting someone's death really worth making money off of? Yeah, is is the is the morality more important than the money? Or is the money more important than the morality? Mm-hmm. That's that's really what you have to that's really what you have to think of when uh, when you make this type of stuff. Which is why which is why I don't really try to go for that type of stuff because Again, that goes into what I was saying before. Being nice is going to make you beneficial in the end. And this is something that a lot of people are not going to be considered nice. They're going to be considered this as douchebaggery. Mm -hmm. And that's going to live with you for the course of your life unless you change and you finally realize that, hey, you're, you realize that you make a mistake and you have a redemption path at that point and you do something else. Now, he has not changed. He's, I mean, obviously he's a young guy, so who knows what he's going to be saying down the line. But he could change. He definitely could if he wanted to. I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying there's not a, a, a path to forgiveness and a path to redemption of his. Of course there is. And if he decided to do that, he could. But for right now, he's not going to. He's just going to keep doing what he's doing because he, he wants to do this. And it's part of what he uh, thinks is going to be the most profitable and the most entertaining for his fans. You know, I've always kind of said this. I feel like once you hit about your mid to late 20s, I kind of feel like that's a really good indicator of what kind of person you're going to be the rest of your life. Now, like you said, people can change at any time. I mean, there, there's really not an age cap on that. But I mean, seeing as how he's actually in his late 20s and he's doing what he's doing, I think unless something major in his life happens, I, I don't think he's going to change. Well, I, I mean, I don't think that it's going to take I don't think I don't think that when you're 25, that shapes who you are. I think people change even as they get into their 40s. I mean, people are people have decided to make drastic changes to their lives and drastic changes to themselves at 40. So it happens. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, as long as you're alive, as long as you're alive and you're and you've not. I mean, if you've reached like three quarters of your life, then yes, I don't think that there's any remnants for change because I mean, you've lived out most of your life and there's not much time left. But if you're still a young guy, I mean, even forty is young, and even when you're fifty, that's still young. You still got many things to do. I mean, that can happen. So I'm just saying he could still do that. That's what I'm saying. It, that's what I mean. Like it's an indicator, but it's not set in stone. Like, I mean, I'm 32. Yeah. I'm definitely not same person at 32 that I was at even like 29. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm saying. That's why I said like that's not. Uh, I mean, when when you're 25, that does that does not permanently shape you forever. No, but. Uh, but anyway, we might as well get into the final thing that we have here. Uh, and this is something that I actually found, uh, which I found interesting, because uh, I was surprised that this was buried so deep into Google. I was surprised, because when I was looking up JStation, besides his videos and besides uh, the whole um, the stuff involving Keemstar, I was surprised that this wasn't brought up as more of an attention thing. But obviously this was happening in October, which um, is actually today, but um, for anybody out there. But this was actually back in March of 2018. So, Jay decided that he wanted to go to Disney World for the first time. Apparently, he had never been to Disney World. So, the Orlando Sentinel put out this story. And not only that, I'm also going to go into the other side of the story as well. So, you're going to get both sides, and then we can come towards the middle near the beginning. Um... So the Orlando, the Orlando Sentinel 
put out this article on March 27, 2018. A YouTuber with a large social media presence, and I quote, is encouraging his fans to boycott Disney World following his arrest at the park on that Sunday. Jason Ether, who goes by I'm Jay Station, was arrested at Walt Disney World on charges of trespassing and resisting arrest without violence. He was taken to the Orange County Jail on $1,200 bond and has since been released. Reached by phone Tuesday afternoon, he said he believes Disney security took his camera as part of a scam. About 6.30 Sunday afternoon, deputies were asked to respond to Disney's Ticket and Transportation Center by Disney security. Jay, who's, tw who's 28 years old, was extremely upset due to the fact his bag was taken by another guest at the park by mistake, which a deputy wrote in the arrest report. Uh, Disney security told Jay that he would reclaim his property by calling guest claims or checking the lost and found, according to court documents. He refused to listen to these options and continued to verbally berate the managers, deputy said. On Twitter, Jay threatened legal action against Disney, claiming that his camera was stolen by Disney security guards and the Orlando Police Department. Orlando Police have no jurisdiction over J Disney property. Uh, Disney security asked Jay to leave after he began filming the baggage check, a violation of Disney policy, according to the arrest affidavit. Authorities say that while Jay was being escorted out of the park, he squared his body toward a deputy and began yelling at him. The deputy said, at this time, I believe Mr. Ether was either going to become aggressive or not leave the property. The deputy grabbed his arm, and then after Jay yanked his arm away, the deputy forced him to the ground, causing a scrape on Jay's arm. During his arrest, authorities say he claimed to be very powerful and threatened to sue the arresting deputy several times. The deputy said, Mr. Ether stated to me multiple times he was going to sue me and I was a peon. He then went on to ask me how much money I made and said I couldn't afford to be sued because I have nothing. Uh, Jay then told the deputy that this was going to come full circle and he is very powerful, according to court documents. Um, when asked about those comments Tuesday afternoon, Jay didn't deny making them and said he doesn't regret his actions. Uh, Disney referred to Jay's arrest report when asked about the situation. The Orange County Sheriff's Office declined to comment. So that's sort of the uh, deputy side of things. Now let's take a look at what a YouTube vlogger by the name of James the FAM said. Uh, Global News actually got a hold of uh, James and wanted to get his side of the story. They actually interviewed him by monitor. So here's what this article says, and I quote, Almost a week after an incident at Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom in Florida, millions of fans of two YouTube promote performers are calling for a boycott of Disney businesses. Uh, James says, unless they issue an apology or provide video evidence, we will say boycott Disney. So last weekend, James and Jason, Jay Station, went to Disney World for an outing. Jay, who is almost 2 million viewers on YouTube, about to reach 3, Million is known as IMJ Station online. Uh, um, what was it? James said, Jason said he's never been to Disney World. And when I found that out, I said, you have to go at least once in your life. But instead of having a memorable day at the venue marketed as the most magical place on earth, Jay was arrested and charged with trespassing and resisting arrest. James told Global News that Disney security didn't return Jay's bag containing his camera and cash 
after Jay passed through a metal detector leading into the park. James said he turned around and his bag was gone. Uh, who was record and actually James was recording Jay as he was coming through the metal detector. The video shows several Disney security guards, but no other patrons waiting to come through. James says the head of security walked in front of my camera. You see him blocking an angle and you see him requesting me to delete the clip. In the moments that followed, James said he and Jay asked Disney security to check their own video recordings to determine what happened to the bag, which contained some small cameras, some recorded YouTube videos not yet posted, and some cash. The two men say Disney security officers would not check their video. James said, to us, that would show what happened. We were confused. We were both nice and calm, and his whole life was in that bag. After the YouTubers were dissatisfied with the response from Disney security, James said, we asked for Orange County sheriffs to be called out there. He says they believe the security screeners took Jay's property. James says, I don't see how anything else was possible. There was no one else who could have taken it. But when officers arrived, Jay was ordered out without discussion. They walked up to Jason and said, you need to leave the park immediately. He said, okay, I'm going to go. According to James, Jay then began live streaming his exit from the park on his cell phone. Uh, James says, you can see him walking away the entire time. He never stopped. They just didn't like what he had to say. The video released online by Jay appears to confirm this his account. Uh, shortly afterward, Jay was arrested by an off-duty Orange County police officer who was working that day for Disney World. Uh, he was held on the ground, handcuffed, taken into custody, and later released on $1,200 bail. According to the arrest report of the incident obtained by Global News, the police officer acknowledged Jay was leaving but expressed concern the unarmed man was either going to become aggressive or not leave the property, so he was detained. Jay, who's a Canadian citizen, uh, was uh, appeared in court in April, and I don't know the... Um, the charges as of now. I don't even know it's been uh, been handled or not. But Global News contacted Walt Disney World several times by telephone and email, but got no response. And James said, it almost feels like a cover-up. And adds that he and Jay aren't looking for financial compensation or to launch a lawsuit. They just want the charges against Jay dropped with an apology. Instead, James, who's a Floridian by birth has been told he'll be charged with trespassing if he returns to a Disney property because he recorded Jay's interaction with Disney security and police. He says, I'm never allowed to set foot on any Disney property in the U.S. or I will be arrested. James thanked his fans and Jay's for their support. James says, my fans have a message for all of us. No one is above the law. If you do the people wrong, people are going to demand justice. That's what our fans are doing, demanding justice. And that's that entire uh, article that I have on that. So, so dissect it however you like, but go ahead. All right. So I had remembered um, when I when you had said it was like trespassing, I thought knowing what he does because he likes to go into areas he's not supposed to be in, like employees only, you know, like whenever he goes to do videos. So I thought, oh, he was probably in some spot of the park he wasn't supposed to be in. But apparently he didn't even get past the – the security thing. Um, no, he didn't. So, and then when I read the article, you know, it said his $3,000 camera went missing, which, hey, I mean, I can understand. I mean, I wouldn't want any camera to be missing, especially one that was a car payment. 
But, um, I don't know. It's really weird because, like, I do think, you know, when you have your property taken like that, you don't just say, oh, well, I'll just get another one. But I think maybe the level of aggression that he displayed was probably a bit much. Oh, definitely. Especially when he was getting arrested and, like, almost threatening the deputy that was arresting him. Yeah, I mean, and I I did see the little Twitter video, like the live Twitter video, Mm -hmm. where he was like, y'all should be ashamed, y'all are this, you are that. I'm like, dude, you're already arrested, shut up. Yeah, I mean, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you do say can and will be used against you in a court of law. That's why they say that every single time you get arrested. And and Keemstar was right about something else. He when he said running your bitch ass mouth will not help you in the future. No, it it won't. I mean, yes, you lost the property of yours. Yes, that is upsetting. Your entire almost your entire life is on there, is including some of your cash, including some of your property. Now, for all we know, it could have been a fans that wanted to actually take it away from him, and then when none of the people are working, they just took and the guy ran off with it. It's probably possible that somebody rec- – it, it, it's entirely possible that somebody could have recognized Jay and said, oh, hey, that's Jay Station. I'm going to take his stuff. Now, unfortunately, I don't think there were any security cameras at that time, uh, at the, which I'm surprised that nobody said, hey, we're going to take a look at the security camera footage and see what really happened. That would have that that uh, explained the entire thing right off the bat. Um Mm-hmm. But I mean, they. I mean, the cops even. I mean, the the security even actually said, "Hey, uh, file, uh, file uh, something, or go to the lost and found." Like e- either do one or the other, but we can't help you at this point. And it's like either you got you got to go over to them. I mean, when you lose something, you go over there. If uh, if you need to file a, a missing items report, then you do it over there at Disney as well, and they'll call you up and say, "Hey, we found your item here. You could we'll mail it to you or whatever." And Disney is very uh, Disney is very particular about what gets filmed in their park. Oh, I mean, yeah. I fa- I know I know that there was a movie called The Florida Project where they found out the director was recording on an iPhone for the ending like the ending of the movie, and when they found out they were I think they went ballistic when they found out. Um Oh yeah, um since you know I do the abandoned videos, um they had the abandoned yeah. theme they had the abandoned water park outside the Magic Kingdom Water Country. Or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. water country. It's in Williamsburg, um, river country, and um, I know people that were recording it. They were banned from all same thing, banned from all Disney properties. Yeah, you got to remember this is this is somebody else's property that you're going on. It's like going to someone's house. They have their own rules, and you have to abide by those rules. And if you don't, then they ask you to please leave and not come back. That's how it works. That I mean, you don't go onto somebody else's property and just make a and just make a fuss about it. And if, if somebody has rules that you can't bring a camera in here and you can't record stuff that happens in here, sure you could take pictures, but you can't go around recording copyrighted property. That's just not the way that it works for Disney. They do not like that. They're very protective of their own property and their own branding. And boycotting is not gonna help. I mean two million people is not gonna is not gonna stop the billions of people that are invested into Disney, okay? There is a insurmountable amount of things that you are not going to be able to handle. And they will probably... And Disney lawyers are no joke. They will come after you for so many other things. Oh, they will. And when he's like, oh, do you know who I am? I'm powerful. Like, 
um, dude, you're not even uh, close to the most subscribed to channel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ironic part is he said, I'm powerful, but look where he is. He's in the most powerful business in all of the world. Yeah, right? That's like that's like going up to the president of the United States and saying, I have more power than you do. Trump would look at you and be like, yeah, right, kid. Yeah, he would just laugh. I mean, you know, yeah, he would just laugh at you. He'd be like, get out of my office. Get out of my Oval Office. There's no reason for you to do that. Yeah, and that's and that goes to the whole ego thing too. Like, yes, the the fame gets to your head a lot of times, but you're not powerful, okay? You don't. For for all I know, look, your two million fans were not gonna. Even if all of your two million fans were gonna be by your side at all times, they're not gonna be. They're not gonna. They're not gonna boycott them because you know what's gonna happen. The next Avengers movie is gonna come out, and they'll be like, oh. I really need to see this, but Jay said not to watch their stuff. Oh, what do I do? Oh, fuck it. I'm going to go see Avengers. Oh, yeah. No, then nobody's going to say no to the new Avengers or any of the Disney animated films. No. I mean, yes, they'll probably say no to Star Wars, but, you know, that's the, I mean, it's like, it's the good stuff of Disney that people are not going to, are not going to give up on. All right, it, it's too it's too addicting for people to turn away from. There are some or, exceptions, but it's not the majority. Or let's put it this way: even if all two million of his fans just stopped watching Disney movies, it's Disney. You would have to, you'd almost have to get rid of the entire Earth's population for them to be hurt by it. Yeah, exactly. That's not. It's not. It would not be beneficial to him. And I have not read up. And I have not seen an update about any of the any of this stuff, so I'm assuming that this is still going through trial. I mean, well, I know he was released on bail, but I know he'll probably have to go to Orlando again to get this thing settled. Yeah, well, if this episode becomes interesting interesting enough to do a part two, I guess we can cover it then. I mean, especially if like it, the court case actually comes out, but. Hold on, I'm trying to actually see if there's any updates as of late, because as far as I know, everything happened through March, and I don't see anything else for later on into the time period that we're in. So either nothing's happened yet, or it's going to happen, and then we'll find out eventually. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, everything is still March. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing really that's uh, showing what's happening. And I guess uh, maybe I need to delve into the Orlando public records to find out. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about court records. They're public and anybody can get their hands on it if they so choose. But mm -hmm. uh, I'd have to really look into it. But um, I don't know. But yeah, this, well, like I said, I this guy, like I said, I don't really like him. I think he's a jerk. Um, but at the same time, it's almost like a train wreck. You know you shouldn't look, but you do it anyway. Yeah, I'll give my thoughts on it. And this is sort and this is part of the monologue that I'm now doing for all of my Legends episodes. Mm -hmm. This is a man that is been This is a man that's been populated by greed. The man is greedy. Let's just put it like that. He'll do he'll he'll he wants to make as much money as possible, which 
is an American thing to do. You want to try to be, become very successful. I mean, that's what the American dream is all about. But mm-hmm. it's just in the way that he tries to make that money that hits the moral ground and the criminal uh, background as well. Trespassing is a crime. Having people barge into your places sucks, okay? Having people go and steal some stuff sucks for people. So that's why we have laws against it. Going into other people's houses or going into other people's businesses after they're already gone sucks. I mean, it's happened before the law was even made, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But they decided, yeah, trespassing on another person's property when you weren't invited sucks. Let's make a law about it. And that's why it's a part of an American law. And that's why we stay true to those laws as as often as we can. And I think it's because of it's the danger and it's the excitement that we're breaking the law that, hey... We can make something like this and we'll be successful and nobody's going to notice anything. Well, of course they are because you're doing something that's a pretty big law and it's going to it's going to get it's going to capture people's attention. Uh, But I think it's it could be naivete, but at the same time, it's naivete, greed, and it's the pleasure and excitement of doing something, doing something unlawful. It's 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 that kind of attraction, and there are people that are into that type of stuff. It like I said, it's a niche market. It's bound to happen. And then getting into the paranormal stuff, you're reaching an entire moral debate that you can be having with people. Like I said, South Park calls everybody that is a psychic a douche. There's the biggest douche in the world. Penn and Teller did an entire episode of BS where they talked to like that was their first episode was on psychics, and they call them douchebags. So, I mean, you're dwelling into a realm that is considered by the majority of people a douchebaggery thing to do, but you're doing it for your niche audience. You're doing it for the three million people that you have for your YouTube, and you're doing it for a success thing. And if they accept that, and if they like it, then so be it. They'll like it, and you can keep doing it. It's not an unlawful thing to do. But just know that there are people out there that are going to make sure that they get their opinions out on you and that they're going to do that, all right? Which is why I say to people that make jokes on the internet, make sure you know what you're joking about because some people are going to take that wrong and if the punchline does not hit, then it's going to be, it's going to backfire on you. And I'm just saying. And then when it comes to the whole, it comes to the whole Disney thing. I mean, yes, you lost the property. Yes, you lost a... I mean, you don't like to lose stuff, okay? That sucks as well. Having something taken away from you sucks. But there are ways of handling it. And maybe and maybe James should have calmed you down a little bit and said, hey, why don't we just go through the lost and found and we can try to see if find it or file the missing items report and they'll get back to us. But let's enjoy the time that we have because this is why we're here. We're coming to the happiest place on earth. Maybe we'll have some fun here. I still got my stuff that we can record with, and we'll do and we'll do and we'll do our stuff there, okay? But no, he decided to just record the whole thing as well and was on his side the entire time. And decided that we need to instead of taking some responsibility and saying, "Hey, you know, I really fucked up. I really shouldn't have done that." Then you backward, and now you're trying to sue Disney, and you're saying, look how powerful I am. And that's an ego thing as well. 
the the, the three million subs got to his head. Now, there is ways that you can obviously change, Jay. And I know that you will. I know that you can, and I know that you will, because you're still a young guy. You're around my age. So I know that you are probably, as you get older, you're going to realize, wow, I really don't think I should have done that. And I really think that I should be um, resentful for the things that I have done. And I know at some point you're going to understand and know when that time comes. So I just wanted to get that out to you, Jay. If you're ever listening to this, because I know some people that we do Legends episodes on do listen to this. So if you're out there and you're probably thinking, well, who's this guy telling me that this is how it is? Let me tell you something, okay? As somebody that actually uh, does Legends episodes on people that have shaped the internet for better or for worse, I pay attention. And I really am trying to help fans here, and I'm also trying to try to at least help the people out there that are or really just making them making them see something from another person's perspective. Now, Jay, I don't have I don't have any bad malice against you whatsoever. I just want to put that out right now. No bad malice. And I really do think that if you ever wanted to reach out to me, if like if you were concerned about some things I said in this episode, then by all means, DM me on Twitter and let's just have a a conversation about it. But just to, I mean, I'm not going to be like Keemstar where I'm going to call you on on something because that's not my deal. I don't like calling people out. But if you feel like that I've, I've said some things that you don't like, then DM me. I'm more than willing to talk to you. So just so you know, that's like the type of thing that I, uh, that I just wanted to say here. And, you know, I know I've expressed some of my opinions about this guy. But in, in all honesty, like I, for his sake, I hope he changes like, even people I had a lot of problems with in the past, like, I want them to change for the good because even though personally I don't care what anyone else does as long as they don't hurt me or anyone else, you know, you have a long road ahead and you may as well make the most of it for, you know, yeah. for the good. And I know, and I and I think he will. I think he will. I think it's it might take some time, but I think he will. So, like I said, I have no ill will and I have no malice towards you. I'm not like most people that will do that. I'm actually, I'm actually a very nice, I'm actually a pretty nice guy, and I, uh, I don't want to have any hard feelings against anybody that I've done Legends episodes on, except of the course of the ones that have have done some horrible, disastrous things that are not that are unforgivable, which I know in the future we will be doing, but just not right now. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, even, I was about to say, even some of the stuff he did, like, isn't even as bad as, say, like, some of the stuff we read in, like, the not-so-awesome document. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yes, it's trespassing, okay? It's not like, it's not like he actually murdered somebody, or he, uh, or he assaulted somebody, or raped somebody. I mean, those are terrible crimes. He just... Or stole. I mean, technically, I mean, you could say that he stole from somebody else's property when you're trespassing. But it's not like, oh, you, you stole, like, thou, like something that was very, very valuable. Like and, stealing money I mean, or something? I mean, yeah. I mean, he w- I mean, technically, he got permission from people that own the store. So it's their responsibility at that point. And then Jay could say, well, hey, I got the permission to do it. And... Um, I mean, he could say that in court, and I think that he can get some leeway with it. Not all of it, but some. 
But the guy that would uh, that said the permission, oh yeah, no, he would have gotten a full blown responsibility for it. So Jay can get away with some things, but not everything. Um, but yeah, that's that's mostly what I say on it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, like I said, I thought this would be a pretty interesting one. I think it has turned out to be one. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, look how much we talked about him. I mean, we've gone over almost an hour, and that seems pretty good for a recorded episode. Yeah, again, yeah. sorry guys that we couldn't do this live, but circumstances have come up, and we can't do it at the time that this would be aired. So we're doing this in October, but it's already January by the time you're listening to this. So, uh, like we said, Happy New Year to everybody. Hopefully, everybody has enjoyed their holidays. So I do want to mention next time around when we do Legends um, again. We're going to be talking about the kid from Brooklyn, which is Alex's cho- uh, pick for uh, Legends. So we're going to do another co-host Legends pick. So uh, I do want to thank I do want to thank Justin for coming on solo uh, and for allowing uh, and allowing him to come on to talk about something somebody that he was interested in talking about. So it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. And uh, well, thank you. I have to it's thank you for to have yeah. you on, and thank you as always for having me. Oh uh, no, pl- uh, as always. All right. Uh, so we'll catch you guys next time on Legends of the Internet. But until then, stay safe, and um, we'll see you later. Yeah. Farewell, everybody. Take care. <laughs>